You have just entered the Katie Ma podcast. Keyboard plus mouse or die. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Gaming Mod Podcast. This is episode 97. Today, we have a great lineup for you. Our normal host, Dan, is dead. So, um, that's unfortunate. He won't be returning for the next episode. Um, he is, in fact, deceased or at a concert or something. I'm not really clear on the details. Uh, today, we have with me... I'm Black Light Attack, in case you don't know me for some reason. Get your head out of the fucking gutter. And today, I have with me, we have Brandon, uh, a.k.a. Volition. We have John, a.k.a. John's Fat Cock. John, again, also known as Hexadecimal. Um, Mark is dead. He's actually just recording for us. And Nick, also known as Chat Ninja, who is uh, guesting for us today. Would you say hi, everybody? Greetings. Wiener. Yay. This is the most makeshift crew ever. <laughs> it's, it, that it was, is. That was also a really he, riveting greeting. Everybody was super excited. Well, Scott, Dan, and Nick Fenton are both gone. Are are all gone? And Scott and Nick were both at E3, so they were kind of mildly important to some of the conversations that we are going to have here. But uh, Tetra was there. Well, not Scott. John Scott was, was locked in that bubble. Scott was locked in that bubble. That's true. All the time. That's true. He was physically there, but yes. like locked away. Well, Nick was actually like out on the floor and stuff, and wasn't he? Yeah, Fenton was. Fenton was roaming around um, looking for. Like, bongs. Or oh, is he a, is he a good roamer? I didn't know that. Yeah, Nick's a really good roamer. His jumping is on point. Yeah, definitely. So, so uh, obviously, this is going to be an E3 show. Sorry, what were you going to say, Nick? Hmm? Were you going to say something? <laughs> no. Uh, keep it going. <laughs> oh, that's a great keep start. Going. So uh, first, had, before before we head into E3, let's have we been playing anything else this week that is of note before we dive into all of the new stuff? Uh, I, I wasn't about to dive into E3. I was just saying it's coming up. I think everybody's <laughs> been traveling. I don't think anybody's played as much as they normally would. Bullshit. Uh, all I uh, came out. All uh, I've played was like uh, CS:GO. Really? Really? I've been playing. So I've been playing play lots three. of CS:GO. I, yeah, I was just seeing how it ran. Uh, with my four, with my CPU clocked at four eight. Well, what little we have been playing, why don't we go down the line? Why don't you start us off, Tetra? Last of Us, beat that last night. Fantastic game. Basically, everything good said about it is well deserved. Um, then all the other shit games that I had to play just to feed myself. So tough yeah. life. Tough what, life. What games are those? Like, what are you currently trying to make it through? Fuse. It was that Insomniac EA game. Insomniac was always like a, a Sony company, and then they branched out, and their first branch off just went horribly, horribly wrong. So yeah, Fuse, then Resident Evil Revelations. That was a 3DS remake. And then as well, I had to play Guacamelee. I'm, play, I'm currently playing that right now. And there's another game that... Oh, and then I'm still playing Remember Me. Oh, uh, I, I didn't like the look of Remember Me. I still haven't picked it up. Guacamelee I actually have played, though, and I kind of enjoyed that. It wasn't as good as I thought it could be, and it, it wasn't really all that tight, but I, as far as, like, you know, sort of a brawler, Metroidvania kind of thing, it was okay. Had a lot of good a lot of good style. I liked the music a lot and stuff. And my uh, dog just farted, and it stinks. Bad dog. <laughs> what didn't you like about Guacamelee? No, I, I liked it. It's just that... I had, well, I've been also playing the game of life, so I got kind of sidetracked but with buying like a house and the board game with the little pink and blue pegs. No, the, the actual he bought a house. He bought a house with the shitty games that he's been playing. Yeah, gotcha. so and then E3, and then I got back from 
Vietnam like a week before E3. And then I'm leaving again for South Carolina in a week. So You're yeah. all over. Yeah. I've racked up a lot of duty-free booze this last <laughs> month. Nice. Yeah. I nice. treated myself to a Johnny Walker Blue this time. It was uh, as a housewarming gift when we finally move into our house, so that'd be Those sweet. Those are pretty expensive, aren't they? It's like it's like four hundred bucks in stores in Canada, but it's only like two hundred bucks at the airport, so it's not that bad. Oh, only, oh. only two hundred bucks a bottle. Well, it's a house, it's a housewarming gift, so yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Dude, I'll take right. I'll take three. Just... Houses are over a hundred thousand dollars, so yeah, alcohol for two hundred, not really that big of a deal. <laughs> in comparison, yeah, but when you're when you're saving anyway. Enough about the alcohols. What about you, John? You been playing anything? CSGO, I've been playing lots of the matchmaking just because it's like kind of fun for me right now. I don't know why. That's probably not going to last very long. And I've been playing TF2, but I haven't been playing like sixes at all. I've just been playing MGE just because it's fun. And we've tried MGE to play Battlefield last night, but it just wasn't agreeing with me for some reason. And you were just saying uh, you didn't punk. mind Battlelog. I don't mind Battle Battlelog. I was playing. We were playing Bad Company too, but the oh, game okay. wasn't agreeing with my computer. It just kept crashing, and when it didn't crash, I'd get a punkbuster error. It was just bad. That's weird. So I gave up. <clears throat> yeah, probably you had up. too many threads. It didn't like all the threads that you had. Probably. I've been. I mean, I can give you a couple. I think I have four extras. So if you want to take two okay. of them, we can both have I, ten well, I don't want to risk my Bad Company two not working. So I'll just keep. I'll keep my <laughs> eight threads. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I have twelve in case anybody needs any extras. <laughs> I think I'm okay with eight. I have I have a few extra gigahertz as well. So if anybody wants any of those, <laughs> this 4.8 gigahertz thing is just probably too much for me. And uh, what about you, Hex? Uh, I played a lot of stuff on my laptop this week because I was in LA, but not at E3 because I don't have a thousand dollars for a ticket. Um, I played a lot of the Rogue Legacy demo, which is like uh, Castlevania meets Binding of Isaac, and it's ridiculous and a lot of fun. Um, some more Isaac. I played some Dust Force because it runs on my laptop. I played um, a little Force bit of Modern Warfare game. 2 and Modern Warfare 3 when I got home on Fort Delta 1. Just a little bit of everything. Mostly Modern just Warfare played 3? the... Yeah, I have the Fort Delta 1 version of that installed because I've never really played it. I thought I'd tinker around with it. Still Do you regret Modern that Warfare. decision? Not really. Like I have all the DLC maps, so I mostly just play Modern Warfare's version, Modern Warfare 3's version of Terminal, which is just a shinier version of Terminal. Um, so that's that's really it. I spent most of my week just on the beach or various places in LA. I've I've only played Four Delta One on Modern Warfare Two. Does Four Delta One make Modern Warfare Three any less shit? I mean, you have an FOV slider, or where you can change the FOV in the terminal, and you can browse for dedicated servers. But it's, if you don't like like how the guns work in that game or the maps, yeah. then it, it doesn't change. Those two that. things actually sound yeah. like a massive improvement. Well, yeah, I you mean, could, you could actually change the FOV before, but you had to have a hack program. I mean, they didn't oh, ban yeah. for it. They actually said, like, hey, if you're using this FOV changer, we're not going to ban you for it. But our boy um, Uber Elite made that. Really? I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen Orb play with that, but I just played with the Four Delta One mod. I mean, it's it's better than vanilla Modern Warfare Three, but there aren't many things in life that aren't. So, why is there a game it's, control for one asked. is better? Than why is there a game? For who? How could you even see that? Oh, wow. it's um, right in front of the <laughs> bottom Lysol. <laughs> yeah, I'm still not used to having a 1080p camera. Like, there's way wider 
view for everyone of my shit. Um, my GameCube is down in my living room right now. I don't know why this. Oh, because I have a GameCube adapter for my PC to use Dolphin. Uh, That's nice. Better question is, what's the Lysol doing there? Uh, I'm gonna huff that during the podcast. <laughs> so strap in, everyone. This is gonna Get be fun. Bank. This is gonna be a fucked up podcast. We're all getting high on cleaners and shit. And uh, Brandon, what have you been playing, if anything? Um, yeah, not a whole lot. I've been traveling a bunch, but we did play some Battlefield 3 last night, um, which I reinstalled because they were giving close quarters away for free because they value their IP a lot over their IDA. Totally. So, um, so I installed that. We actually, I didn't, I haven't actually played close quarters yet, but, uh, last night in the mumble, Dan and a bunch of people were playing BF3. So I hopped in, um, and then we moved over to Bad Company 2 a little bit later, uh, which I still contend is definitely the superior game, but I'm, I want to play Close Quarters because I've heard good things about about that, and I obviously can't complain about getting it for free. Close Quarters uh, is fun. That's about the only mode for bottom, or Battlefield Three that I like. Yeah, the only thing I don't like is that there's just so like, there's so much in the game now, like with BF3, that I don't know what guns are good. Like I would have to go look at a chart to figure out which guns are the best to use, and it's just. It's just a little bit overwhelming. Your captain spreadsheet should be all about it. I know, but for for games that I enjoy, I don't mind you know the theory crafting and stuff. But that's fair. It's like there's so many different there's different attachments. There's there's just so many different combinations that if I were really into BF3, it would probably be a cool thing. But because I'm not, and I just wanted to play a round or two of it, it was like I don't know which of these ten guns is any good. So I'm just gonna try my best. It's just sort of that new, the new games shakes where you just aren't used to everything. It's definitely. I still, I mean, like, I, I enjoy BF3 when I'm playing with people, but there is no, there's absolutely no way that I could play that game by myself ever. Like, Bad Company 2, I don't have a ton of fun playing by myself, but I can. And I, I, I will still not hate my life. But playing Battlefield 3 by myself, I legitimately hate my life. It's just terrible. I think it's, I'm starting to feel that way about Smite. Yeah, the maps are so big in BF3 that you can sort of <laughs> strategize with a group of five or whatever. Whereas in Bad Company 2, the maps are smaller. You can definitely, it's more fun solo. But, but yeah, I agree. Like, I will not play BF3 if I'm just going to go and do a large server by myself because that is just not fun. Yeah, definitely. I. When it comes to like, I, even TF2 for me uh, these days, I like TF2 was definitely my go-to solo game. I really can't play that solo anymore. I just get too frustrated. I just feel like if I don't have somebody to goof off with, strategize with a little bit, and like even TF2 in a, in a pub, TF2 is not exactly a strategic game. It's just goof off, go after the objective. But like, and I could definitely say that Battlefield. I'm me. I don't, I'm not a Battlefield player, so I can't really say for sure. But I don't know. yeah, I don't play online games anymore. I just canceled my internet connection. I don't, I don't need online. I upload, I upload from my phone. (laughs) Oh God! Well, that's how fast Canadian internet connections are, so it wouldn't make a fucking difference. Yeah, every Canadian internet connection is terrible. Yeah, I I was about to say if you if you were uploading from your phone from Canada, you'd be paying like a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, (laughs) we get raised up the ass up here for internet. That sucks. Um, I'm from Philly, so we have relatively affordable internet. It's just also really shitty. So, other than that, I've just uh, I've played League of Legends. I played ARAMs until 6 a.m. last night. So I'm still yeah. How did you manage to do that? 
uh, you click on the button that says match me with teammates and then you either lose or win and based on your emotion at that point you decide I want to play another game and you click the button again. The answer is either way, no matter which which way it goes, you're going to play another game because if you win, you're like, all right, I'm on a roll, i got to keep this going, we got to win again and then if you lose, you're like, that was bullshit, I need to end on a good game and well, it just goes back. That's how MOBAs it's, work. It's exactly, yeah, it's like that and the, the random aspect of ARAMs means that you're always hoping that you get that perfect roll the next game and yeah. you get the character that you love and so when it happens it's just the most rewarding thing because you're like i'm gonna i'm it gonna is. enjoy the next hour and then occasionally you get a terrible role and then you really regret that game but then you have to play another one because you're not going to end on that one it's just it's a vicious cycle it's not good it really is it really is and especially like, with league of legends it's got to be even more rewarding but also more rare because there's like what 100 characters in league now yeah, and you have like such a small. If there's like maybe three characters you like, I mean, what are the odds? Well, obviously three out of hundred. But like when it comes to uh, Smite, it's a little bit more forgiving because there's only like thirty five characters in the game right now, so you have a better chance of like getting your main. <laughs> I still never roll uh, Naza, who's like who's my main character. I've maybe rolled him once in all the times I've played Aram, but I can only imagine in League. I would probably I think I played Talon when I played League. So, like, getting a character... I mean, League's even worse, because, like... I mean, I, I wouldn't be proficient with that many characters. Can you... When you play ARAM, is it easier to take it... To just goof off in League yeah, than that's, Smite? Yeah, that's why... That's, that's what I play. Character. Yeah, that's what I... That's why that's what I play, because it's definitely less serious. And it's a... It's a safer zone to learn all the champions yeah. in. So, like, my... My knowledge of the different champions has grown a lot since playing ARAM, but now that's also all I want to play, so I don't really even play regular league anymore. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is like Nikon playing Smite the other night. <laughs> I was trying to lane with him, and he'd only been jousting recently, so he couldn't play Conquest. <laughs> he, he kept going full, like, balls in, just balls deep, tower diving, and I was like, what are you doing? You know, there's a jungle arachne, like, right there, and he's like, I'm not used to playing with more than one enemy. I, I can't process <laughs> the idea that there might be more than one enemy right in front of me. It was pretty good. But, uh, yeah, is that is that everything with you, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, that's about it. I have been playing, I've completely abandoned PC gaming, so fuck this podcast, but I've been playing uh, Animal Crossing that just came out. And uh, if you if you think that Animal Crossing is a kitty girly game, then you're not a real man. Sorry. Uh, Animal Crossing's badass. It's, uh, for anybody who's never tried it, it's, it's a Nintendo franchise. That one just came out on the 3DS. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a very sim game. It's... Um, it, you know, think of The Sims, but a little bit more like hands-on because you control a single character rather than you know building a house or something, rather than being like a god game kind of style. It's really good. It's really fun. Uh, it's really addicting, and everything happens in real time. So like, stores close at eleven, so I, I always want to like play at work when I'm not supposed to be playing video games, so I can actually access the stores because I get done at eleven. Um, so Dude, I love really, yeah. Games. So do Facebook games do that? I didn't know that. <laughs> There's just a ton of them where it's like you have to wait, like, wait 20 minutes for this thing to grow, and then you oh, can come well, back I, and play. Yeah, like Dragon well, Veil, actually, it's like... Yeah, no, it's not like that. It's not like, it's not no, like you have to wait for your, your in-game currency to recharge, or, or else you can just pay us money. No, it's not like that. It's like it's it's like an actual world. If it's night outside, then it's going to be night in your game, too, which is pretty cool that it, that it actually operates on real time. But what ends up happening is if you're like me and you have like a screwed up sleep schedule, all you do is end up changing your system clock and you just feel like a cheater. So that's kind of disappointing. But 
Yeah, that's um, what I'd heard. That's kind of it's a cool idea, but it also kind of breaks down in practice because there are only yeah. certain times that people are going to be able to play. It's unforgiving, but again, you can if you're not adverse to changing your system clock, then you can do that. There's also the fact that in the new game, the whole the whole twist on the concept is that as soon as you show up in town, they mistake you for the person who's supposed to become their new mayor. So you immediately become the mayor of the town, and then one of the things you can do as mayor is issue a decree that stores have to stay open later. So now I, I did that immediately, of course, so now I have stores that stay open until like 1 o'clock. So it's it's quite a bit more manageable. I still wish they were open until oh, like 4 a.m. when I'm awake, but you know it works. It, it's and you know as you play the game, more things get unlocked that are available around the clock. You can go to like this tropical island where it's always day, etc. So it's pretty cool um, for anybody that has a 3DS and likes casual sim games that are just easy to relax and lose like four hours. Go with Animal Crossing. It's really fun. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a little bit of casual TF2, just trying to troll her on Hightower because I'm afraid to ever get good at that game. And um, just picked up The Last of Us. I haven't played that yet, but uh, everybody's saying it's friggin' amazing. So after this podcast, I'm probably going to put that in. Nice. Good. All right, we're going to take a quick 60-second commercial break, and then when we come back, it's all E3 all the time. Be right back. Yeah. water. <laughs> funny i've actually probably learned more about e3 today than i had than i like did at the conference because i was that, some really good stuff all you need is that lyle mcdouchebag video i linked <laughs> earlier <laughs> i don't know what that is lyle mcdouchebag he does like the uh what is it called spoilers ahead where he just talks about movies he's he's a machinima partner he's really funny actually I think I really like that guy. Is that the guy? I think that guy was at the Twitch party with a box of cinnamon toast crunch. Yeah, that was him. Okay. That was him. All right. I didn't know who that was, but I had heard the name. He did like a two minute like going to E3 video and he's like, Don't worry, I'm just gonna unveil everything that'll happen at E3 and he just started like making shit up. It was it was really funny. I'll put it in the chat. He also So Machinima's <laughs> party was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch and he came to our party with a Costco sized box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> it was great. How excited was Fen about the fact that, that party was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch? I have to imagine probably excited and very scared. I didn't even see him there. Was he there? For the Machino party? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was there because he yelled at me for not coming after after I saw him. He's like, why didn't you come to the Machino party? I didn't know I was invited to the Machino party. That asshole didn't yeah. say hi. Come on. He's uh Wait, what? Oh, put that okay. link in there. Yeah, they want the link in the chat. That's where I got all my, my E3 info in that two-minute video that came out before E3. So, all right. So we can go ahead and just dive into it. Like we're starting off with talk about the new consoles. That's kind of a big deal. So Did they announced consoles at E3 this year. Yeah, it was a light week, I but I mean the consoles. You know, you didn't actually, need to go. To be honest, like all of it was could, all the good stuff was streamed. <laughs> like if you watch the press conferences, you were good. You didn't have to spend a thousand dollar ticket because. All the like AAA, unless you really wanted to touch the controllers, because like all the AAA content, all you got to see was just demos, <clears throat> and maybe if you're lucky, a live demo of a person playing it. Nothing was playable there. The only thing that was playable on the consoles was just like the lower indie games, 
stuff like that but yeah which is stuff. a lot of stuff that's already out on pc so yeah so it's just know. like yeah i was gonna i was gonna ask you nick uh was that like was anything playable like watchdogs no, nothing was playable nothing like you well, played the crew <clears throat> yeah i played the crew Daisy was, standalone was playable yeah well Ubisoft wins the award for, like, the worst setup ever. Basically, they had, like, four games. They're the four huge games in, like, a box. And, like, everyone walked to the center. So it was gigantic clusterfuck. And it was just, like, you bumping into each other. But, like, and all their games, you didn't, you got to see people play it. But you didn't get to actually play it. So it's just, like, whatever. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I, as much as I would like to touch a controller for a new system that I'll probably have in a few months anyway, I don't think I'd pay a thousand dollars for it. I might get a hand job for it, but that's free on my part. So, especially since all the Xbox One games were running on PCs with 780s on them, I and saw just, that. Yeah, that was, just, that was interesting. The little tidbit of news that came out after. So all yeah. the. Pre- PS4 games were running on PS4 dev kits, so they're pretty comparable. But there were leaked images where the games would crash on the Xbox Ones, and the guy would go underneath, and it was just an Xbox One controller hooked up to a, a PC. And they, they, they specced it out, and they said that they were running high-end 700s. Well, and like, and that's like the PS4, best information. <clears throat> the PS4 footage had the, uh, like the backspace for Battlelog thing, so the, yeah. that, that footage was on a PC as well. But Microsoft just did so much wrong this E3. It was just so delightful to just watch a company crash and burn that bad. Yeah, it was, like, it was hard to watch them. <clears throat> I didn't so think so. On. I thought it was I want to I want to hear I want to go around yeah, and sorry. who who do you think like if you had to buy a console today, which one are you going to buy? PS4 definitely. Yeah. I have to buy both just because it's my job. No, no, no. No, I'm saying you have to pick one. Like, in this scenario, you can only pick one. PS4, easily. John? Uh, Xbox. (laughs) Really? Yeah. He loves sports ball, dude. Uh, I just... I'm really loyal to that. I mean, I never used a PS3 for any reason. I actually had fun on my Xbox 360, even though I no longer own one. Some of the fantasy sport things are actually really cool. Like, I could, you know, maybe do my fantasy tennis where I pick Peyton Manning first overall in the draft and things go well. And then I have, like, sweet-ass arcade games on my Xbox account, like my Geometry Wars, things like that, Castle Crashers. And yeah, but my those gamer don't carry over. Fucking, my gamer score is still sweet. My gamer score <laughs> carries it over. That's all anybody cares about is gamer score. Now, this is a perfect example of how, even though on the surface, and to most of us who who are looking at it objectively, like you know, going into it with both of the platforms on equal footing, we are all pretty much going to go with the PS4. But there's still you know these filthy casuals such as John who would go with the Xbox purely out of brand loyalty. So they're not completely out. They're just you know they're just really determined to. Distance themselves I feel from like Xbox who Live isn't is, super loyal to them. X, Xbox Live is a superior product. I mean, well, I, I, I think it's a superior product now. But so one of the 
from all the good news around the PS4, like the lower price point, $399 instead of $499 for the Xbox One, uh, PS4 is going to support used games with just disc-based, same way it works now. They, they, they word things that way. The publishers are the ones that are going to make that decision, and no publisher wants their games sold or traded. These publishers are going to come in and say, no, people can't trade these games. So everybody who thinks they can do that on their PlayStation, you're in for a rude awakening. Guaranteed. But because the the thing is that publishers also <laughs> care about PR. So the one publisher that does allow used games, if like the bigger oh, ones don't, they're going to get a huge PR boost. They're going to get news articles written about it. They're going to sell more copies. So I don't and think EA's it's quite as said they're going to. I don't think it's quite as they can say that, that they're not going to sell more copies. They're going to end up selling more used copies in which they receive zero revenue for. Like it's a stupid fucking decision on a publisher's part. They should all just unify and say we're not doing this. Or they should all unify and say we're going to. You can't have certain publishers doing it because other than the PR, which is great, their PR is still only going to get them sold, sold like pre-owned copies of this game in which they're going to receive no money from it. So it doesn't really make a difference. Well, It is true that when people get upset about something and go to boycott it, it affects <laughs> absolutely nothing. EA still sells games. Well, like I, they, I, th- I mean, I think this... The thing is, I think this issue... It, like I don't care about it much because I, I'm used to this kind of thing with playing on the PC. But I get, get of anything. but I get that there's a lot of people for for whom this is a big issue, especially like, like you know people who don't have a good internet connection or people in the military who are not <clears throat> who don't have internet or have you know cell phone internet in another country. There are a lot of really legit use cases for. Like not having everything tied to uh, to an online profile, and yep. and I mean like I take I take it for granted that I can just always play my games or whatever. But console gaming is a different experience where people do come over and play console games together, or they take their console somewhere else to pl- you know play it while they're traveling or whatever. So I think that the PS4 is going to get a sustained. PR boost. Like I don't think this is just a, a wash away thing. I think this is going to be a big differentiator, and Sony is going to do their best to convince publishers that it's in their best interest to allow used games. There's also the fact that I mean, Xbox is pretty much suiting up for like from a hardware standpoint, you cannot use used games. Sony's right. not doing that. They're they're well, they get to pay a fee if you buy a used yeah. game. They say get to pay like a fee to to. But it's just, yeah, isn't it just what the game costs? So it's like, here's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's just another part where Microsoft's failed because even people who were at the show or covered it, we still don't have a unified answer on that. Like, I'm pretty sure you're right and there's a fee thing, but their message has been so muddy no. this entire time. Their PR department and their marketing department, people definitely got fired this weekend just because <clears throat> oh, it was yeah. nothing was nothing. All the important stuff, like, there's a reason for all the stuff that they're trying to do and there's probably a very good reason for it but your job as a company is to relay it in a way that it makes sense to the consumers and say this is we're doing this but it's in your best interest because of this but we oh, haven't got any of that we haven't got any of that information yet we have we have, we have we have a product for people without internet connections it's called the xbox 360 that's what that I was is gonna, the worst fucking comment i've ever seen they're a company gonna fire make. anyone they yeah. gotta fire don matrick because he was the one that made that comment yeah. that then, comment like, was inexcusable have, if you don't have a good internet connection we have a great product for you it's called the xbox 360 that I mean, is that is going to what like they're gonna be pr case studies in college pr classes about that 
Yeah, we have are. a great product for you. It's called the PlayStation 4. Just go buy one. Like, <laughs> yeah, you might that's as essentially well what you that. just said. You might as well. That was really, really bad. I mean, they have so far shown like such a callous disregard for the consumer that's just really, really putting everybody off of just like like they they kind of kind of you said they they need to establish to the consumer why this is in their best interest. And they're trying to do that, but none of it makes any sense. It's like, look, I'm gonna punch you in the dick. <laughs> And you're going to hurt. It's going to hurt really bad. I'm not going to lie to you. You're going to be in tears. You're going to be doubled over in pain. But but it's going to be really good for you. OK. And they're, they're going to be like, hey, can you explain that like at all? They're like, well, I mean, next time you get hit anywhere else is not going to seem as bad in comparison. <laughs> it's a very sense. But it's a, very, it, it's a westernized console. And but it's kind of shocking that like at launch, only 21 countries are supported with the Xbox. Yeah, yeah um, that's strange. They're not so even going to try in Japan. So even if you have an internet connection, if you're not on that list of 21 countries, you're buying a PS4 regardless. So yeah. it's just Ray, it's, uh, we, marketing, it's a marketing failure right now of what's going on with this console. I, I think I think you're exactly right, Nick, and that there there is there is some overarching picture at Microsoft about about their strategy around everything that they that they're doing with the Xbox One, but they have done an awful job of of telling anyone or veiling any of their announcements in like here is why this is good for you. They've just told us a bunch of stuff that is not that good, and they're like, yeah, this is the Xbox One. You're gonna buy one. It just seems so, they're so confident and yeah, cocky about it that like we don't have to even tell you why this is better you're gonna buy it and you're gonna love it and that's all that like drop the mic they don't they're basically they're trying what to be apple saying? saying that they know what we need and they're gonna I think, yeah it. yeah like just shut your mouth and get in the car and the make me turn this that- car around the worst part is that they're right about a lot of it. So those of us who are really invested in the in the in the industry and in the community, those of us who spend a lot of money on this stuff and this is our passion and our hobby, we care about this kind of stuff. This really pisses us off when they do things like this. But the average consumer who plays a game maybe like, you know, 5-10 hours a week doesn't necessarily care all that much. All he knows is that his friends play Call of Duty on Xbox. He's going to get the next Xbox with the next Call of Duty. I mean, you know, next Madden. They're going to get the DLC months earlier, and that's going to sell them significant copy, significant consoles solely for that reason. Exactly. And they're having, and they have Titanfall, which is a game that everybody's been waiting for just because of respawn entertainment. But it's got to be. They're still going to sell. I don't think that's going to be. That's going to be a permanent exclusive. I think that's going to be time, probably like a month. Definitely. Yeah, and it sounded but, like the the devs for tight or for Titanfall had said like, yeah, we're already looking at PS4, and they basically confirmed PC right after the event. Like, yeah, it'll they'll get a month on the Xbox, which is arguably your biggest sales month, but still, like, <clears throat> if you have a choice, I mean, if you're like a real PC gamer or a, even a PS4 fan, you're not gonna spend five hundred dollars on a console for a sixty dollar game. You'll just wait thirty days. Now yeah. here's here's one thing I want to I want to get back to because John was saying that Xbox Live is a superior to platform to PS. I don't agree with that. Which which I I think largely right now I would probably agree with. I haven't used them both a bunch, but I know that many people <laughs> people are definitely more hardcore about Xbox Live than they are about PSN. But going forward with the PS4, the PSN Plus is like they're basically Xbox Live Gold kind of service right. is going to be required for multiplayer, but not to play uh, free to play games. 
So I think, that, I think that that strikes a yeah, really, a really good balance because it's like you get them hooked into online <laughs> play with a free-to-play game, and then yep. you then you rope them in. So it's like I think that's the kind of idea that like shows that Sony is actually thinking about the consumer, whereas like right now Xbox Live Gold paywalls a whole bunch of stuff that it shouldn't, and and Microsoft just gets away with it because. I don't know. People, people are okay with that. I guess your popularity—it's just where the people are. It's where they've already been established, and they're not going to make the change. And generally speaking, Xbox Live does have better connection quality, better voice chat quality. And uh, but I mean, I've, I've owned both. I've played both, and I have a PlayStation Plus account right now. Personally, for somebody who mainly does his online gaming on a PC, <laughs> and then usually play single-player games, indie games, old school uh, retro games. On his PlayStation, PlayStation Plus is fucking fantastic. It's only like six dollars a month or something like that, which is less than half of what Xbox Live. It's actually like a third of what, or a fourth of what Xbox Live is right now. And, and on you top get of free that, games, don't you? I get I get a shitload of free games. I've utilized the free games so much. I got like uh, like actually really good games. Little Big Planet two and. Um, well, I forget now because it's been a long time since so I've even turned that thing on. But, <laughs> but as far as as far as that goes, like I don't feel as bad about not turning my PlayStation <laughs> on for a month and paying for PlayStation Plus for a month because it's only like six dollars. I don't really give a fuck. Right. But actually, I, mean, I uh, after their after their press conference, I subscribed for PlayStation Plus. I dude, saw all the stuff games. they were doing with it. And I was like, I subscribed yeah. for I subscribed for Wii Wii Online, Xbox Live, and PlayStation Plus because I have consoles in my house. <laughs> Just Lots like of them. go. Go on PlayStation Network Plus if you have a PlayStation. Look at what look at what they're advertising. They're advertising video games. When I was on Xbox all the time, I was paying for the service that I had to pay for in order to play online. And what was I getting? I was getting ESPN ads shoved down my throat. I was getting ads for like for like music for for music that I don't listen to. It just like really really obnoxious shit. And they're they're just milking every single drop of it. And that kind of goes back to the whole disregard for the consumer that Microsoft has. That's really making them unpopular with some people. Yeah, I think right. you look at uh, you look at <laughs> PSN versus Xbox Live as an outsider, and I'm gonna call myself an outsider because I don't I don't really game on console. When I look at Xbox Live, I look at something that you have to, you have to subscribe to because there are features held away from you for not subscribing. Whereas I feel like PlayStation Plus, especially with like the free games that you get and stuff, it's it's providing an incentive to keep subscribing even if you don't really play that often. Because yes, like absolutely. providing things that you that you get that, that you don't necessarily have to utilize within that month makes you still feel like you're getting something for the money you're paying for it. Right. Guitar Hero was far superior on Xbox. Far superior. Well, that was that's why I had an Xbox Live Bluetooth account. Bluetooth for PS3. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was shit. Well, was here's the, the other thing. Like, and you you mentioned this where. Where Xbox and Microsoft are walling off a lot of content that shouldn't necessarily be, you know, walled off under a, a sub. Um, I have Fios TV now, and I have Media Center PC, so I just stream my live Media Center across my Xbox. But I thought, oh, well, the Fios app is available. I'll try that. Maybe that's better quality and will alleviate some network load. You have to be a Gold subscriber to use that app, and not just that app, but things like Hulu. And Amazon Plus, like I'm an Amazon Prime subscriber, so that's like seventy dollars a year that I have access to content that is walled off on a console because I don't pay sixty more dollars a year to a different company. Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, that doesn't I, interact with how I play my games. Doesn't change anything about how the console works. But you're denying me access to my own content 
because I'm not paying you for it and I've already bought your box. Like they're doing that totally wrong and they need to rework it. And I feel and like that's, that, that kind of undermines their whole idea of like making it an <laughs> entertainment based console because right. there are already a bunch of devices that can do a lot of the things that it's claiming to do better than those devices. You have Apple TV, Roku, TiVo, I've, 10 more devices that all do, you know, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, you know, the stuff that you want to do that, that are nice to have on one specific box that right. you just boot up and you can, you can go into whatever you want. But I'm not going to pay another subscription fee on top of the you know the various subscription fees I'm already paying for those services. It's it's ridiculous to be like if you just look at Xbox Live objectively when it's first coming out, no user base at all. You'd be like that is going to fail. This idea that is going to fail. No one is going to pay a fee to access stuff they can already get from so many other places. And I think the only reason they can get away with it at this point is because they managed to amass a user base that was playing multiplayer games. Well, and here's the other thing. If you look at it from Xbox Live is what fifty nine bucks a year, unless you catch a card on like Slick Deals or Amazon or whatever. So if you have to pay sixty dollars every single year, or ninety nine dollars for an Apple TV or Roku once that does it every year, no matter what, you're going to spend the extra thirty dollars on an Apple TV, unless you are dedicated to playing games. And they're not gearing the one as a total dedicated gaming device. Like you said, it's it's everything. And Fair is in the chat made a really good point. Smart TVs don't need an Xbox One, but Xbox One still needs a television. Like, you can't just play the Xbox by itself. So if you've already got a smart TV or any of those other devices, there's nothing really compelling you at this point to pick up a One and be like, forget all the other stuff I'm already tied into. I'm going to switch everything that I have over into this new ecosystem. And the thing is that a lot of the other apps are good enough on other platforms. They right. might be a little bit better on the Xbox, and people are like, yeah, it would be nice if, if there was a great uh, Netflix and Amazon app and whatever on my, you know, all integrated into my Xbox, but they're not going to pay that subscription fee. They're not going to pay another subscription fee just to get a little bit nicer interface for stuff they already have. So I think that's a very risky strategy for them to continue holding stuff like Netflix behind that gold paywall. And that's that one of the reasons one. that I'm not going to get one. Like, if that stuff was not behind the gold paywall, I would probably say I'd get the Xbox because they I, already have a bunch of that stuff. They, they already have a lot of things that I would like. The Twitch app, Netflix app, HBO Go, all of that stuff I'm interested in, but I'm not going to pay another subscription for it. Right. I oh, am being corrected in the chat here. I just want to say it was a bit farther back if anybody who's keeping up. But uh, apparently Xbox Live is about comparable to the cost of PlayStation Network if you buy it yearly. It's, it's only more expensive if you buy it uh, three PSN's months at a time. 49 and Xbox is 59 Is that right? Um, I think I think they're both about $5 a month if you buy the yearly for gold. For I bought the yearly for PSN. It was 49 bucks. So, oh, it, it is but, cheaper then, but only slightly. Well, here's the thing. We were bashing on Microsoft, but they did do some stuff that was actually decent. Like this, they did announce the Twitch integration with the Xbox One. The Twitch app's going to be available for it, so you'll be able to just view that. It's all integrated, yeah. so you can play your I games. Think, I think PlayStation is launching their own service for it, which is like... Yeah, I don't uh, know why they're doing that. They should just use Twitch. But other than that, like, like they, they said they're getting rid of Microsoft points, which everyone's wanted forever. They're just going to go straight yeah, straight they currency. Spot. They don't transfer over, though. 
They don't transfer yeah, over. That was they weird. expire. Yeah. You don't use them, they're gone. You're just like, what the fuck? I was <laughs> just reading so 43 cents, man. <clears throat> I have like, I don't know. I have like 100 bucks worth of Microsoft points just because I, mean, I have I like 1600 MSP on there that I got for doing a dual com with Dan Clapp. So <laughs> it's just another uh, thing where like the PR has just not done a good job. It's like people like. Like they don't like the point system, but they spend money on those points. So you're just right. gonna say if you don't spend them, then yeah, and yeah, we we get them. Exactly, there that's another good example. It's like it's like you make a good move, but then you also cancel out any good PR you'd get from it by not like making it a smooth transition for people right. that already have money invested in the ecosystem. Yeah, we, Why it's not? Like it wouldn't be hard for them to like just go and say, okay, well you have 3,200 points or whatever. That's 32 dollars. Here's your money. Well, that's like, not give people the like because I know didn't they scale based off of the amount you bought? So like you right. get more points for spending more money, but couldn't they just offer people an option to say either either you have to use this now or we'll you know we'll convert you at whatever they think the standard rate should be you know so that no one gets yeah. screwed over gets more than they should have when it converts to dollars. It's like that's that's not doesn't seem like, like a difficult thing. No, it, yeah, really it doesn't. doesn't. And like this actually does affect people. This isn't just like an imaginary like scenario that might affect one or two people. I mean, I was just on Twitter earlier today. A guy from the fighting game community, Maximilian, also known as Miles923, I think, on YouTube. He was just asking. He was like, hey, does anybody know if, like, if Xbox points are going to transfer over? Because I've been buying cards whenever they're on sale, like on mass. And he just stockpiles points for whenever he might need them. Only to find out now that he's going to just totally lose. I mean, he thought he was saving money. He was stockpiling points for, for downloadable titles and DLCs and stuff. Only to find out he's going to lose all that money that he just made. He just literally is going to have cards that will sit around and do nothing on the new generation of consoles. Like that's, this, is, this is something that people actually do. It's a, it's a money-saving technique, and it works for, for people if your company isn't fucking horrible. And, you know, just telling people that the, that the money that they spent on your system, just because it's last-gen doesn't mean it's not yours anymore, on your system is now just down the now down the drain. And what kind of message is that going to send to people? Are people going to be afraid to actually spend money on the new system? Because whenever the next one comes out, it's going to be a long time from now, but when the next one comes out, are they going to lose a ton of money again just because they spent money on your system? And what happens if your account gets hacked? Which happens all yeah, the time. All like the time. You lose, yeah. you lose your entire video game library. Like Microsoft Xbox Live accounts get hacked all the time. And I mean, like they they can restore that stuff. Sure, like you go through customer service and they restore it. But like, if you got if your account got hacked and you can't log in and you need to be connected, if you need to connect to the internet every twenty four hours, you probably need an account with a password too. And that means that if somebody hacks your account and changes your password, you're until that gets sorted out with customer service. And hopefully it's quick, but until that gets sorted out, you're probably not going to be able to play any of your games. Well, here's the other thing. You're assuming that Microsoft's support is actually going to listen to whatever your story is. Yeah, it's not. Microsoft's well, look, got, support is notoriously it, bad at listening I to what it's actually happens. Well, I heard it's gotten better, but still not very good. I got hacked about two or three years ago on the Xbox. Some guy in Russia got a hold of my account. My credit card is on there. He spent like $200 on games. I, you know, luckily, luckily for him, I, or luckily for me, rather, and unfortunately for him, I had like no money in my bank account at the time. So he didn't end up spending all that much money. But Microsoft was actually pretty quick. I don't know if it was because it was an actual theft in this case and it wasn't just me losing some downloadables that I had to re-download or anything. In this point, it was actual money being lost. So I don't know if it got elevated, but it actually went through pretty quickly. They got me a refund, you know, the, and, and the bank was totally cooperative with it as well. So it really wasn't a terrible experience for me. I, have to, I do have to say that to Microsoft's credit. They, they did manage to get through it quickly, and I was not unhappy with it. 
So we've uh, we've talked quite a bit about PS4 versus Xbox One. I want to make sure we get to games because we're we're already uh, 45 minutes in or so. Um, so we have a lot. Of, our doc here has a lot of different games that were shown. Um, I don't know that we necessarily need to go through them all, but I think like whatever whatever stood out to us, we should talk about. Um, obviously, I think Titan, uh, Titanfall and Destiny were, were both um, big. I thought Titanfall... Nice, man. Uh, I thought... You're the best. <laughs> um, I, I saw... I'm not sure if you guys all saw the, uh, the gameplay footage of Titanfall um, from the press conference, but I thought that looked very interesting. It had, uh, like, what, parkour elements. It had mech elements. It had shooting... So I was like, all I could think about when I was seeing these various elements is like, there is a game that already does this. It's not, it right. doesn't combine all of these. But uh, like when I saw the parkour, I was like, all right, so that's Brink, basically. It's, it's uh, Black Hawken of Duty is what game this is. Yeah, well, I still when, think it makes it's like if you'd made Hawken and Brink fun and put them together because well, neither one of them are very fun. But I, I yeah. think I, I've. I think that Hawken uh, is is a niche audience, but Hawken is pretty fun. The thing is, Titanfall. When I when yeah. I saw when I saw the strafe in the mech, that strafe, everything about it looked exactly like Hawken. The way that the mech moved just slightly to the side, and it's like a little boost uh, when you strafe. That looked exactly like Hawken. So I feel like they're they have some cool ideas that you know it's like. All of that stuff is cool and combined into one game could be really great. But it also scares me that they're trying to do so much with one game that yeah. it's going to fail horribly. Because certain mechanics are going to end up being important and other ones are going to end up being just completely unimportant. And the gameplay ends up just being not great. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful because Brink was... All like when I played Brink at E at uh not, I keep saying E3 because we're talking about E3 at PAX East in uh, I think 2011 right before it came out it was actually really awesome and the whole parkour thing was really cool it's such a great concept for a game they just happened to fail at every other stage of execution so if we can get a game made by people who actually know what the fuck they're doing and can put together you know a decent dedicated server. You know, if they could put together dedicated servers, if they could put together good hit detection, et cetera, and good matchmaking and basically make it everything that Brink was not, put in parkour, put in some mechs, make it a little bit more accessible than Hawken, that could be a really excellent game, but it's all going to be down to execution. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. And two, the like, I think the maps in a game like that will be super important. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that's the main reason why Brink was so was so terrible is the maps. And with oh, those cool, with the cool movement elements and combining mechs and like you know jetpacks and parkour and stuff, the maps are basically going to be the linchpin for aside from the gameplay, which is I mean clearly that matters a lot. But like, it's not forget to the that it's on play. the Source engine. It's on the Source engine, right. which is awesome. That is yeah. cool. I did read uh, an interview with one of the developers from Respawn this weekend that said, you know, obviously I have to play our game quite a bit for testing and development purposes. And it was really freeing because our focus has been on that parkour element a lot of the time with our design. Because it's like, oh, you know, you can see something in the, in the level and you walk over to it and you can jump up on it or climb over it or evolve off of it. And then he said he would go back to play other games where you could see things like, oh, yeah, I should that's at the right height. I should be able to climb on that in real life. And you couldn't. And it felt very limiting. So I'm, it sounds like they've got to focus on that parkour free running element 
And I really hope that they stick that because it could have been awesome in Brink if the maps weren't so shit. It wasn't just the maps in Brink. It was also the fact that when there was no like set game types or lobbies or, or anything like that, it was weird. Yeah. You had to like play an online story. It was, I don't know. They yeah, got way was, too experimental with it with Let's no be clear real. That I hope they're not following like Brink's strategy too closely <laughs> yeah. for what no. they did and didn't get wrong. If Brink someone was more the like good aspects of Brink. Let's take the good aspects of design in Brink, the good concepts that they had, and put them in a game that so is basically, basically parkour. That was <laughs> parkour, yeah. like the only parkour, real parkour. redeeming, redeeming, uh, spot in brink but i mean the the gun like the gunplay and stuff remind me of uh, call of duty or blacklight so if they can nail that with the free running movement type stuff it could be really awesome um yeah. and the, the one the one part of that gameplay trailer where the guy's mech was about to blow up and so he ejected and like jumped on top of the other guy's mech and then shot like the electrical panel to disable it or something that I felt like could be a really there could be really cool elements to the gameplay like that, but I also stuff like that makes me scared that it'll it'll end up being like a really cheap tactic or something in multiplayer. Yeah. Like it's not gonna. I've, I'm just scared that that kind of stuff won't get executed well. And I hope I, I hope it is, but I'm just scared. I, yeah, I am always worried that they come up with something cool to put in the trailer, and it ends up being this whole. It's it's just a flashy you know aesthetic thing really, but it ends up cool affecting shot. the gameplay. It becomes what was that? It's bull shot. It's a fake shot thing that they make up yeah. for. Okay, exactly. Well, not stuff. not that it's not that it's fake. It's just that they put it they put it in there because they think it'll look cool in game trailers, and then they actually have to implement it in the game, and then it's sort of an afterthought, and it ends right. up kind of being a shitty aspect of the game. I'm trying to think of an example, but I mean, I'm I'm really thinking like some of the hijackings in Halo. I really hated. I I mean, the entirety I of Daikatana. Just the whole game. That. You never played Daikatana? Well, don't. It's really bad. <laughs> uh, Nick, did you get to play BF4 at all? No, I didn't get a chance to. Uh, my first day was mainly just wasting time going to seeing videos. And then second day, I was mostly at the Ubisoft booth talking to people. And then I didn't go to day three. I saw, I saw the, were, were they playing on keyboards and mouses or were they were playing with Yeah, controllers? yeah. BF4, I think it was like, it was 64 player and they were all on PCs mm-hmm. and uh, Diction played it and he said he said it, it felt really good um, from just the gameplay and stuff that I saw it, it kind of looked like if I didn't know that if I didn't know what BF3 looked like compared to BF4 I might I might have mistaken it for BF3 but that's not necessarily a bad thing because I was also like I thought BF3 looked great when it came out too um, they have this new tablet commander mode which I feel like I don't I don't know much about it, but I feel like could be maybe neat as far as like mobile integrations go. Because typically mobile stuff, like trying to tie in a mobile every game is it, every game like tablet. every it's oh it's always it's so a really ridiculous. bad it's always a really bad like add on as far as I think the only one that I've ever seen that I thought was really good was the World of Warcraft mobile app where you can access like the auction house and all that stuff. That actually. I thought added a ton of value for people that are on the go but still want to watch, you know, auctions and things. But most of the time it's it's really cheesy bad stuff. So I'm curious to see what EA's doing here because I feel like especially now with Battlelog, they're I feel like they're trying really hard to make uh, Battlefield and their other games like really cross-platform in a way that makes sense. But I don't know. Every next gen game Every next-gen game from Ubisoft has 
tablet integration. It's so terrible. It's just like forcing. They want that. they want everything to become a social experience as well, like outside of when you're gaming. It, I, I don't know. I, I really if hate I that really trend. Yeah, that's I, when I'm playing a game. I'm I'm a I gamer. I'm not social. Like I don't want social. <laughs> I play yeah. games so I can be alone in my house. So I mean, maybe it's just. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the idea of a commander is bad. There was a game that probably very few people played. It was more of an indie thing. I don't remember where I got it. Probably an indie bundle, but it was something called Nuclear Dawn. Has anybody oh, played that? that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it was it was an FPS, but then there was one person who would end up playing the commander, and to them, the battlefield was an RTS. And uh, I mean, I, I guess the game didn't really generate enough hype, and the, to be honest, the hit detection was terrible. But um, as far as that concept, it actually worked pretty well. And I played the commander a few times. I was terrible at it, and I ended up losing the game horribly. But it was a really cool, well-executed idea. And you could really tell when one team had a good commander versus when they had a bad one. So if they're kind of if they're going to kind of do the same thing, it, like I like the idea of a commander. I don't really like the idea that he's controlling it from a fucking iPhone. I'm not right. really big on that. Well, cause... there's another game that did that that was actually pretty recent. Um, I want to say I actually got a copy from the developers. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, Natural Selection. Does anybody, did anybody else? Natural Selection 2? Great yeah. game. Yeah, yeah Natural Selection 2. That, that's what I was thinking of when they were saying commander mode because that's kind of – Natural Selection 2 has that person who's kind of like has an overview of the map and is is sort of your commander. Um, right, and I feel like that could be an interesting idea for BF4. And if they make it also work on tablets, then th I mean that could be that could be cool. Like if you're playing, if you wanted to just be a commander while you're sitting on your couch and you're on your iPad or something, like that could be interesting. But I, I'm just I'm so scared at this point that every mobile integration is just going to be awful, and it it doesn't it doesn't really appeal to most of the audience that's playing your game. Like right. Battlefield, those folks, right. like we're we're the kind of people sitting at our PCs playing on three monitors, like with our high-end video cards. I feel like there's a lot of those people playing Battlefield. There aren't as many people, you know, who want that on their tablet. Yeah, yeah. I would agree, and I mean, it, it comes back to with games like Natural Selection too. If you don't have a good commander, like. One, you have to have a group that's going to be like, yeah, all right, this is our commander. We're going to figure out he can see everything, so we're going to listen to him. The likelihood of that ever happening in a game on Xbox is so slim. Like, yeah. everybody, like, did you ever, have you ever gone and played, like, a, 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 a Battlefield 3 capture point map? Every every game mode is TDM. Every game mode is TDM. And that's not going to change well, with commander mode. That's how console is, though. That's the mentality of people on there. Yeah, it's very, it's just, you're just focused on yourself. You're not listening to your team. It's about or, getting sweet montages. It's fine. Yeah, and that's... You don't listen to you don't listen to Double Step? To, to what I, now? I think... To Double I Step think, music, Dead Mal 5? <laughs> Dead Mal 5. For montages? I don't, I don't, um, I have to go home now. I do, I do... <laughs> I do like the idea of a commander in the game, but I don't really know that Battlefield is the is the way to do it. I don't know if Battlefield is... I, honestly, I I really feel like if they're trying to shoehorn this into mobile, I don't think that it's really going to affect gameplay that much. I think it's no. just going to be a novelty feature that's going to be largely ignored by everybody and not even... It's not even going to be like if you have a commander that's trying really hard and the other team doesn't, I don't think you're really going to have any advantage because I just don't no. think that Battlefield is is the franchise to implement this in. I think that if you're going to create this, you're going to need to kind of go for a more niche audience and you're, you're going to need to create your own franchise and start anew with a new community who's interested in playing tactically and not just 
jumping off ladders and spinning. I'm not. I mean, obviously, Call of Duty is worse about that than Battlefield is, and people are generally more team oriented. But still, it's it's still a huge clusterfuck, especially on like Xbox. I think it's, it's going to result be, in one guy something. with an iPad being really pissed off in his living room at the time. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone listen to me? <laughs> pushing buttons and everyone's running and just playing DDM. It's capturing the it might be cool for It might be cool for like the competitive side of the game. Like say you guys have your team or whatever and somebody got has to like travel and that's how they can they you know stay a part of the team. Like that could be yeah. kind of cool. But that or guy's going like to be that. playing on his PC. He's like the tablet integration wouldn't even matter because for competitive, no one's going to be relying on the guy on his Wi-Fi well, with his tablet. Right. The but at tablet least he can keep track coach. of what's happening in real time, or like you know. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll tell you. They right could now. be on a Skype chat over their iPhone or over their iPad as well. Like, there's a lot of ways that that could actually be utilized. I just don't think it will be utilized that way. Yeah, I think it's yeah. it's a cool idea, but it's going to be one of those things that's going to be completely forgotten within a week of the press release. And like in hindsight, they'll have wasted a lot of money on developing it for mobile when they could have put something like I don't know mod support into the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was the other big disappointment, I guess, with Battlefield 4 is still no mod support. That's I just, just I just like their PR their PR spin on it. Like, yeah, we've looked at it and we see that the community wants it, but yeah, we're not we're just not gonna do it. Hey, at least they're honest. Yeah, yeah we don't we don't care. We just like your money. We know you're gonna give it to us. So Microsoft, basically, is what yeah, you're saying? Basically. <laughs> Fuck you pay me. So yeah. I I also uh, I I'm just gonna jump right in. Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare. Game maybe, amazing. Maybe the game of the show. I uh, could <laughs> no, be. I don't know. I, I don't know. I I love Plants vs Zombies, and I think uh, putting it into a game that's kind of like Orcs Must Die or Sanctum, where it's like tower yeah, defense really but kind tower. of action game. Like I'm I mean I'm there. You don't have to say anything else. I'm just. I, I, I do like to focus on co-op and all. I'm not really sure that the trailer convinced me the gameplay would be any good, but. But it's, it's an it, it, yeah. The trailer didn't really convince me at all. But um, Popcap, like their stuff, is generally really polished when it comes out. At least historically, it has been. And that game is not coming out until spring of next year. So yeah. they still have so much time. I, I feel like that's probably a really early build. Um, I love the idea and the fact that you yeah. can do co-op. Like, Orcs Must Die 2 would, would be an awful game if it were not for the co-op aspect. Like, that's the whole point is that tower defense is made more fun when you're playing with other people. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah if it wasn't I, for the fact that uh, Dungeon Defenders was four-player co-op, I would not have 80 hours in that game. Yeah, I was I, most impressed with Batman or Arkham Origins myself, but I thought that looks. I thought that looks really good. I've never been. I haven't played much of the Batman games, but uh, I watched that the dev interview on the Twitch stream, and it looks like there's a lot of cool gameplay elements to that. That I'm sure people who have already played uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, I'm sure they're gonna love it. I didn't finish I'm, I'm all of it when it's five dollars on Steam sale. Yeah. Call me crazy. Everybody seems to love it. I'm not really a fan of that franchise. I'm not really big on it. Um, um, well, there there is there is the one that everybody came to. We've already been like raving about Watch Dogs. It's just the more I see this game, the more I want it. This game is yeah. just. It looks like it's it's kind of coming coming off as sort of like a Sleeping Dogs kind of thing, where it's kind of GTA like. It's got the free roaming third person thing, but it's also very heavily story driven. Right. 
And that's... I mean, the, my latest disappointment with that at E3 was the fact that the trailer leaked a couple days early. So, like, well, I had seen it, and I was yeah, like, man, I want to see really more of this game. And it was just the same thing. But it did look good. I mean, it looked a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to playing with that game. Yeah. Was it playable? Not yeah, I'm yeah. just wondering when it's going to be playable. That's the thing is like we saw we saw gameplay at PAX East too, and I would have really thought they would bring a gameplay demo to E3. Um, I guess their next chance would be like PAX Prime. Prime, and, I, it, Prime and then Tokyo Game Show, right? I, I mean, I don't know. It's, at I some point, even... you got to let people play it. It's like they they yeah. were playing it supposedly in the videos yeah. at the at PAX East, but you've got to let people get their hands on it, and I've. That's what well, worries me is like that all this stuff is maybe still conceptual because no one's gotten to touch it yet. Yeah, it could be a lot yeah. further off than we're being led to believe. You know, have they, be. have they announced the release date? Well, I don't think I so. I don't think so. I think so. I don't even know that it'll be out this holiday. Like, they uh, haven't said anything so. about it. I, if, if they haven't shown it off, if they haven't had just like something playable at E3, I don't think it's going to be out for holiday personally. No, I don't either. Um, now, am I the only person who cares about Super Smash Brothers? Because God, no, I actually was really excited for some of the announcements they made for that. The only thing that bummed me out that they announced was that it wasn't cross-platform with the 3DS and the Wii U. Yeah, that I was pretty disappointed about. They're they're apparently not the same game, um, which yeah. was kind of what I I had been led to believe. I felt like you know with them putting them up like 3DS here and then Wii U right there, the two titles. I thought they were trying to say it's the same game and you can right. play across compatible, but they kind of unveiled like later on they're not really. And that like you, it, like it's disappointing. Is it going to have the same roster? We don't know. It, you, when they say, "Hey, we're going to have Mega Man in Smash Brothers," does that apply to the Wii U version, or is it? Or, I mean, or the, and does it apply? Oh, well, we we know it applies to the Wii U to the Wii U version. Does it apply to the 3DS version? Right. So. See, that's the funny thing. Like, we've given Microsoft all this shit for having a muddled message, but at least they had one. Like, Nintendo phoned E3 in this year. They were just like, here's a press video. It's got so some Mario games. What were they going to do, really? I like, actually no couldn't do anything. They were going against two brand new consoles that were completely yeah, they're, out of them. They, and they blew their lot too early. Hard, so. and, yeah. They, yeah. and it's the Wii U is only $50 cheaper than a PlayStation 4. And yeah, they that's, said that's they are hard. not going to drop the price. Well, that's what they're saying now. So, and their first party, which is the only reason why you would own Nintendo Wii U, is right. non-existent for the rest of this year. So they're going against a holiday season where they have no first party, they have no third-party support whatsoever. It's they're launching no new IPs. They're not. Right. They're not doing anything. They're all they're and doing. And they're on the architecture of the current generation, not the upcoming generation. Exactly. So they're still on. If they had, hard. if they had a press conference, Reggie would have just been standing there. Crying, yeah, basically <laughs> crying, his ass yes. for an hour, trying yes. to somehow salvage some sort of a press conference. It's it was a good thing that they didn't do it, but it was it was a bad fact that what they did do at E three wasn't very good at all. It was just terrible. I think they're time. gonna I mean, they're gonna have get, to have some insane Black Friday deals to get people to try and spend their money before the new consoles launch. That's definitely true. Like, don't get me wrong, I liked what I saw, and yeah, I, oh yeah, I, me for some too. reason own a Wii U, and I'm excited <laughs> to get a, to get a chance to actually use it. It's just kind of fire. It's it's right now. It's I have to say it's a fantastic paperweight, but it's not so great as a gaming console. So I'm excited to get a new Smash Brothers. It's actually being directed by um, I always forget this guy's name Sakurai, I think, um, who's because I believe he he skipped. He was pretty much left out of Brawl, um, and Brawl was was a huge pile of shit. 
So the fact that Sakurai is back on, they have they're announcing some really cool characters. The game looks great. Um, they have a new they have two new Zeldas coming. Well, a remake of a Zelda and then a new Zelda coming out for 3DS. Um, what else was it there? Oh, a new 3D Mario for the Wii U is pretty huge because New Super Mario Brothers was really generic, really not good, not remarkable at all. I actually really like the way they're they're doing Super Mario 3D Worlds, where it's like Mario it's, 64, but four player like uh, Super Mario Brothers 2 was. Yeah, and well, Super Mario Brothers 2 wasn't four players. It was still well, only four, four characters. Player, yeah. Yeah, they they have the original four characters that were present in Super Mario 2. With they the all same seem powers to have, like. Yeah, pretty much the same powers, very reminiscent of it. They're introducing, you know, the new, the standard new stuff, like a new power-up and whatnot. I'm hoping that it's as fun to play as, like, Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine on your own. I hope that you don't have to be playing, uh, you know, four-player co-op in order to get the full experience. But right. it's it's still pretty cool that it's it's a co-op uh, four-player 3D Mario, and it looks, it looks pretty good, I have to say. I like the music. One thing that I think is really lacking in the new series, the new Super Mario Brothers series, is the music is really just, like, not good. It's not catchy. It's, it doesn't sound like Mario to me. So yeah, I, yeah, I, really I, would, like I would second that. All they needed to do, even if the game wasn't going to come out this year, they just had to announce a Zelda game, and it would have gave people some sort of hope. It could be two years away from now. Well, but if yeah, they well, just announced a Zelda game, it would have been that they, a saving thing. They already have two Zeldas announced right now. I don't think putting a third on would, would be a very good they, idea. They're not real Zeldas, saturation. though. One's a remake from a game from like six years ago, right? And, and that's and not one a new is, and, one is, and one is a handheld, but... And one is a sequel to the best Zelda game ever. They, have, they already have one coming out on Wii U, and they already have one coming out on 3DS. I think that they don't want to like overwhelm people with that. And it's not going to be that long until Wind Waker is out. The Wind Waker HD is, only, is coming out in October. It's like only four months away, so... Once that I was comes, actually not impressed with that. Really, I really yeah, enjoyed Wind like, Waker myself. Most people didn't. I thought it was great. It was I loved. I, I loved the game. Wind Waker is like one of my favorite games. But Most what they showed, hate Wind Waker didn't play it. What they showed at E3 was like, okay, well, there's an HD HUD now. That's nice, and I like the textures are crisper. But that like everything is covered in fog, bloomy effect that now their graphics yeah. cards have and they're totally overutilizing. Like, for certain, if you played the original, towards the end, one of the last dungeons had that, like, fog as an effect and you couldn't go in it because it was deadly. Like, you would die in that, which was great. It made sense. It was a good mechanic for the level. Like, visually, it was it was nice change from the rest of it. But this was just like, let's just bloom the shit out of everything because we support DirectX 10 now with our GPU. Like, why the fuck not? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really crazy about that. I do like some of the gameplay, uh, some of the gameplay improvements, though, like the ability to increase your sail speed because a, a large yeah. complaint was that you spent too much time sailing from island to island, and that was something that was kind of needed. It would be nice if there was, like, a graphical option to turn that off, but let's be honest, it's Nintendo. It's yeah, not there's gonna not going to be. Yeah, It's not going to happen. And right, so I guess I'm, the I'm other thing... I'm going to pull us back on track here because... The Wii U is dead in the water. No one cares about Nintendo. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Smash uh, Bros. I don't give a fuck. There were we we fit trainer too strong. You're wrong. Um, well, there just were, one she, other she thing about going that. to save the system single-handedly. <laughs> if you've played with Dolphin at all, you can make Wii games now look like Wii U games. It's not hard. It takes about 10 minutes. And that, I guess, was even less impressive. It's like, you have this ability already. Like, you've been making these games. You just don't care. Like, if you really wanted people to have HD versions of the games you wanted, you would have done a last generation, and you didn't. And now everyone is yet again a step ahead of you. Yeah, I think Nintendo definitely was 
a like a footnote at this year's E3, even though they had a big they had a big booth. They took up like a third of one of the halls, but um, clearly not where much of the excitement was. Um, let's see other games. I'm just gonna roll through them, but you can kind of stop me if you want to talk more about them. Uh, Mirror's Edge Two. Uh, Nick Fenton's not here to gush over that, but um, I I'm Apparently sure that. That's- Apparently that's a reboot, which I find interesting because yeah. they only had one installment. They they're rebooting a franchise that had literally one installment before it. Why is that necessary? Could it not have been a sequel? Like, you gotta develop like... the lore, man, of Mirror's Edge. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, to be fair, I don't think that that the lore. Why the, the whole fuck is this was... person jumping from building to building? Knowing that, no. I always felt that the the emphasis on Mirror's Edge was in the gameplay and the free running of that was really cool, but. Why are you rebooting the story? It just doesn't make it. It feels like they're putting a lot of effort into something that nobody gives a shit about. I feel like I the word reboot is, is losing its meaning slowly. <laughs> no, I think it's mainly because Mirror's like a, Edge had a really niche community, and that so it was the story was never the game was never hit mass appeal. So by doing a reboot, they can kind of just like I don't know, just. I guess, like, try to reinvent the yeah, franchise. Exactly. Just, exactly. Just the way I'm looking at it, it kind of seems like, like a 30-year-old virgin shaving his pubes. Like, wow. <laughs> That's nobody a little can. rough. Do you want to expound on that analogy a little bit more? You can touch it up. It's going to look nice, but nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Is it going to be called Mirror's Edge 2, or are they just going to call it Mirror's Edge again since it's a reboot? Like, Because if you're calling it 2 and rebooting it at the same time, that's going to be... Well, I think so. It's people. I don't Mirror's know Ed what... Origins. I don't know what word they used, but it sounds, it sounds... This PC Game article says prequel slash reboot, but those are not the same thing. A prequel and a reboot are not the same thing. No, so if it's just wrong. a prequel, I, I, can, like, I agree with that terminology more, but I also also don't know that a prequel is necessary when there's not, like, a bunch of lore or story to speak of in the Mirror's Edge game. I don't know that a prequel makes a whole lot of difference. But, I mean, I liked I liked Mirror's Edge, and apparently Mirror's Edge 2 has been described as open world. Uh, I don't know that what that means. That would be good for that franchise. If you but, can just yeah. run around the city, that would be excellent. Yeah, that could be that could be neat. I mean, obviously, that would be open world compared to the original could mean anything. I think right. open world just becomes a standard next gen. Every game is open world now. Yeah, right? I, th- I think you're right. I think yeah. open world becomes where they go to now because they can actually like render out draw distances further than you know a few which, hundred which feet. Which isn't necessarily better. I mean, I feel like a game like Mirror's Edge worked better as a well. I don't know. I take that back. I think a free roaming Mirror's Edge would be really fucking cool. I take that back. Um, but for some for some games, I don't know if that's really going to be a good thing. I mean, what, what was the big thing? I mean, the the real big thing for a while in this console generation was like gritty first person realistic shooters, but that wasn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, and, and I think that a lot of games aren't going to work on open world. I hope this convinces Final Fantasy to go back to open world because fuck a a, a, a path just a whole path through an entire Final Fantasy game. Give me some free roams. Give me some side quests. I played X. I played 13 whatever Lightning Returns. <laughs> I, it wasn't it was as linear as 13 was the demo I played yeah, so I'm not they're... I'm not I'm not uh happy right now. The, apparently 15, I don't know if it's 13 versus or 15, whichever one that is, is. I don't know if they decided to make it the same project, but Final Fantasy 15 isn't even like an RPG anymore. It's just an action game. It's like it looked more like Devil May Cry than Final Fantasy, which I found interesting. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. The fact that Final Fantasy no longer looks like Final Fantasy. 
I mean, how many times can it f- be the Final Fantasy? Hey, there was actually a pretty good story behind that series title. And during the first game, if he didn't make it big, I forget the series creator's name, but if he didn't make it big on the first title, he was he was going to have to quit his dream. Oh, that's right. I did know that. That's that's why he named it Final Fantasy, because it was like this was like his final shot at making it as a video game developer. And he did. Yeah, shit series. So so moving on, we have uh, Witcher 3, which um, I I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to because it's still I think the release date is so far out. Um, Yeah, I don't think we even got gameplay, did we? I, I don't know. I didn't. It was, I didn't it, get it was behind closed doors. I, I heard it. It was yeah. behind closed doors. You had to be invited. Uh, so you did. I mean, but all the stuff I, they're talking about looks cool. Apparently, there's a, Dan wrote in the stock 100 hours of gameplay. I haven't even looked into that, but I trust that Witcher 3 will be great. It's just that it's so like that and the Cyberpunk game from those guys are so far out that I don't put yeah. a whole lot of stock into whatever we hear right now. I'm hoping. I love hardcore games. I love games that take a little bit to get into, but please make it more accessible than Witcher and Witcher 2. Those games are so ridiculous. You need to, like, look up guide after guide online. You need to, like, pass a thesis. You need to, like, submit a thesis. You need to pass, like, a correspondence course just to fucking play that game. Like, it's so, so, so complicated, and and needlessly so, it feels like. I I hope that they streamline stuff a little bit. I don't hope that they completely dumb it down. I I still like a, a lot of complexity in the game, but there is such thing as too complex. And I think that The Witcher 2 was still too flex. And Witcher 2 was supposed to be easier to get into than Witcher 1. I could not get into Witcher 2. It, the storyline was great. The characters were great. It's so fucking complicated. I, I mean, I don't want them to dumb it down so much that it's like Oblivion to Skyrim. But, like, I mean, give give us a little bit of... A little Dude, bit Skyrim of was awesome. Tutorial. Is it a game Skyrim that's going to suffer okay. from not playing the first two games? Like, no, if it's like one didn't at all. So yeah, you no, could. I, def- I, so. I didn't even play Witcher one, and as far as the story went, I didn't really feel all that lost. They did a decent job, like recapping or at least hinting at things that had happened in the past. It was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. I didn't have any problem not playing. It, that wasn't what made me stop playing it. We can put it that way. So next up, uh, the Evil Within. Did any of you guys pay attention to this? Not at all. Nope. A, uh, uh, a no. That's quoted- from the creator of the Resident Evil guy, right? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah. from it's from Bethesda. Uh, it is a pure survival horror game, uh, according to them. Which uh, I mean, Bethesda's I think Bethesda's doing pretty good work lately, uh, as far as the games they're publishing. Um, I don't I don't know a whole lot about this because I didn't I don't know if they put out a trailer or anything. But it, it is from. Brink. <laughs> well, yeah, but splash mo- damage. Moment of silence. Um, yeah, but yeah, it is from Resident Evil creator Shinji Mikami. Um, so, you know, that could be, I, I don't know, has he worked on anything else recently? I don't, I don't, it's not a name that I really know that much about. Nope. But anyway. <laughs> I, 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 this is honestly the first time I've that title. I, I have no it's idea a, what that is. It's a testament to just how many games are shown at E3 that you can't you can't pay attention to all of them. Yeah. No, it shows you the state of Japanese game development uh, <laughs> last couple of years. It's Stagnated not, as fuck. Like I'm I'm a huge RPG fan. I'm a huge Metal Gear fan, but everything out of Japan within like the last five years has not been that great. You know, Kuni was pretty solid. Did you play that? I own it. It's on my shelf, but yeah, that's I, not, it's actually really good. If I you just can get I Sorry. just can't uh, find time to play it. Yeah, well, if, if you get the chance, try that. It's actually if you can if you can deal with some kiddiness, it's really good. Really starting to play that game. All it's right, good. so Evil Within that was the thing. 
Um, division. Next, we have the division, uh, which I don't know. I don't know if this has been announced for PC, but they're uh, apparently the devs are not ruling out any platforms, which basically means it will come to PC. It's Ubisoft. Um, they put it on everything. They'll put it on Wii U if they can. <laughs> Um, but they did show some gameplay. There's a gameplay trailer um, of some division stuff. It, it's it looks like it's like a open world action RPG kind of thing. Um, I, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm, I watched the trailer today, uh, but it's got the Tom Clancy name on it. So for whatever that's worth in this day and age, nothing. <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. The Please last Tom Clancy hasn't game. mattered since Ray- Rainbow Six Raven Shield. I was going to say, Ra- Rainbow Clancy Six game. was the last time that I really thought Tom Clancy <clears throat> games like, meant something more than other games. I remember real, playing Vegas quick, and liking that. Real quick, Ruthless Badger in the chat saying uh, that there is a PC petition, which means that they're asking us to convince them, which is bullshit. They're going to release it for PC anyway, and they just want they're you to They're just doing this to get the petition. good faith, yeah. Yeah, they're they're gonna be like, oh, well, we listen to you. There's a difference if he means that someone started a petition or Ubisoft started a petition asking. No, no, no. somebody started the petition. Okay, well, there's an internet petition for just about everything, so I don't know that that's that that really holds a lot of water. But I mean, given they've already announced it, they've announced it for Xbox One and PS4, so it's going to come to PC, I think. Like. That's the that's I the thing with this think. generation. I think what the work is basically already going to be done. It would yep. be silly not to put it on another platform if if it's minimal work required to get it there. The demo yeah, they the, the demo they showed probably was the PC version <laughs> of the game. Just yeah, yeah, that's clear. That yeah, that's the thing. PC. It has like full anti-aliasing and bloom and shit. It's a PC. Yeah, I mean the trailer looks beautiful. Like I don't know a whole lot about the game, but just like walking around and seeing the the outdoor environments and stuff, I that looks like it's probably on a PC. So next, uh, let's see. We already talked Watch Dogs. Um, it's gonna hit. EA also announced Peggle Two. I was gonna talk about that uh, with PVZ earlier but they i don't think they said anything else about it they literally just announced that there will be a peggle 2 uh so peggle is, that guy was super excited about peggle 2 really i didn't even watch it i just saw the, the news coming out afterwards but uh We're in the fucking airport yeah but i mean like peggle is legitimately one of the best games ever so peggle 2 instant buy for me i don't really care Peggle two. it's also going to be yeah. like it's going to be like four or five bucks on ios and uh yeah so I'll, I'll go ahead. Two guy, just, never forget. I'll go ahead and just buy that. Um, we talked about Daisy Standalone a little bit. I've, I watched kind of some over-the-shoulder gameplay as another guy played this. Um, I mean, it looked like Daisy. It, the one thing that I noticed is that it it looked like I did not notice uh, any like huge annoying glitches like you would typically encounter watching five minutes of regular Daisy. So I, I would say that's better. Um, it still ran better apparently it, it ran better I don't know what hardware they were on at the convention um, and I didn't get a chance to like talk with any of their, their guys but um, it looked like it ran better but I don't know what hardware it was on so it's it doesn't matter say. because there is no hardware that can make Daisy run well 
So, like, <laughs> my computer still runs Daisy like shit. So well, it doesn't matter what hardware they're using because it can't be much better than what I what I, I or you have right now. Yeah, so. yeah, but I'm saying standalone Daisy standalone compared to the mod. Um, I don't I don't really know what the performance comparison is like because. Um, looking at Daisy standalone, it looked like it was it looked like it was not running quite as well as the Arma three demo that they also had available. Um, Arma three the Arma three station looked a lot smoother. Like at least from what I could tell, just watching it for a little bit, that it looked like they were getting sixty frames pretty pretty constant. Um, but I you weren't it wasn't getting sixty constant in Daisy standalone. But the good thing is at least I mean it exists uh, apparently. Hopefully it's still going to come out in uh, like alpha this month. They're running out of this month, so hopefully that's soon. But um, that was that was there as well. Uh, the one of the last things to talk about before we get to some quick hits is uh, the Oculus Rift. Again, made a huge showing. Um, I didn't. I wish that John would have uh, would have. I wish we would have been able I didn't to stay get for until right, right. I know, before. I know, I know. John got a pass to the CCP booth uh, where they had an Oculus Rift running. I think it was Dust Five Fourteen, mm-hmm. um, and apparently <laughs> they were running the 1080p prototype version of the Oculus Rift, which just sounds amazing. So uh, I did. Oh, I've nice. seen a bunch of news articles about it and like how Oculus Rift is the best thing ever, and I can only imagine that 1080p Oculus Rift is is just better than the best thing ever Um, I still haven't gotten to play it but that's I mean that's a huge huge deal Diction said he played with the original when I talked to him and he said it was like after about five minutes he was like this was amazing this is one of the best experiences I've had I played I played with the first iteration it was only like 480p at the Sacramento Land Fest and it was it was interesting but nauseating because the resolution was so bad and the picture quality wasn't really on par I think at 1080p it'd probably be a much more enjoyable experience yeah definitely I mean, I think it's going to take the uh, TF2 competitive community by storm, definitely. I'm going to buy one as soon as it comes out. I'm also um, going to buy that thing you can run on as well. I don't care what yes. it costs. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's we are the getting ultimate. so close to virtual reality sex programs. We are so close. It's that's, so future. That's, that's really all that they need to complete like the, the virtual reality immersion factor is the, the actual run, the running... Movement movement with your legs and because yeah, we have there we have the 360 treadmill we have the oculus rift we have flashlights like, <laughs> let's put them all together, together. and make something it's magical not, we got duct tape we got all the components we're done um, just so let's see was was there anything else uh e3 related before we move on that you guys wanted to talk about did I mention the Twitch integration in Xbox One? I like it. I don't care. I'm still excited about it. Yeah, it everybody can hate on the Xbox yeah. if they want, but it's still a huge integration, and it's it's really good to like. It shows that streaming is legitimized, and it shows that these like mega corporations take like the the creation of gaming content is something that's legitimate and worthwhile. So you have an ulterior motive here. You're being paid by Microsoft, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I feel you like I just feel like it's good that it shows that. These companies are taking it seriously. I don't begrudge anybody thing. for it, it's. You seem to be few and far between, but people who are excited for the Xbox One, I, I don't begrudge anybody at all. I'm the only people I hate right now are Microsoft for being such callous dicks towards their consumer base. I really don't care if you decide to be part of that consumer base. 
Well, and speaking of the Twitch integration too, I think that that is that is one piece of it that really fits in with their strategy. Like, if you're going to force the online stuff, you're going to kind of assume that the people that are buying this have a decent internet connection. Then it only makes sense to build in, you know, a capability that really historically has only been held back by processing power and internet speeds. And so now that both of those, you know, for a lot of people are remedied, um, build that in, make it more accessible. So that was clearly, clearly exciting to me and John probably more than others, but, um, but I think that's a big deal. That's one thing they didn't hype enough because that is such a good move on their part. That is like, and especially using Twitch, that is one thing that I mean, like Sony's taking all these shots at Microsoft. They should be like, well, yeah, good luck launching your fucking streaming service when Twitch is readily available right there. Like, I don't know. That's one thing I think they should have harped on more. Anything? Anything else, Nick? Anything cool that you saw that we might not have covered? I saw a lot of alcohol go down my throat hole. That was exciting. <laughs> also, we also ate Denny's three times, and that was fucking bitching as well. We did. We were in L.A., and we ate Denny's in downtown L.A. for three meals. Every day. Denny's yeah. is fucking disgusting. You're right, fucking you're, crazy. You're, you're not on the podcast anymore. They're just fine. Fuck y'all. <laughs> wow. I love his picture. <laughs> <laughs> John, you look like you're in a serial killer's room right now, man. Uh, that's because I don't feel like getting up to turn the light on. So, yeah. I'm back. Denny's is bad. Well, you're you're wrong about that. All right. So anyway, uh, that was E3. A couple other quick news uh, hits that were not uh, not directly related to E3. Fez Two is in development. So that was kind of, I guess, related to E3. I don't know if they announced that during E3 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think they but did. Fez 2 exists. Sweet. Uh, and that's... Can we get Fish more money? Yeah, yeah. Phil nope. Fish has definitely Won't got a lot of his pockets. Um, I, it'll be interesting to see if they decide to actually launch it like in parallel on the PC. I, I don't really care either way. Look, I, dude, his no. games are meant to be enjoyed from your couch with a controller. I can stand to wait. I don't really care, but I thought the, the drama surrounding that stuff was interesting. Uh, it sounds like there have been like no details released, so that's good. Um, Gearbox is being sued uh, for unpaid royalties uh, by former people at 3D Realms, which uh, they made Duke Nukem, uh, the Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, they need all the money they can get. I feel like of all things for them to get sued for, that seems really minimal considering <laughs> like they stole that money from Sega that was supposed to go towards other titles and then you know built Borderlands 2. So if all that you're getting sued for is, nah, you owe me some royalties, it's a good week for them. Yeah, I mean, Gearbox, it, like they, they can't seem to do anything right lately with the exception of Borderlands. Like anything that is not Borderlands from them has been a huge debacle. Um, so it's it's I, unfortunate. I don't think Borderlands was that good. So. I don't understand why they they are they seem to be the company that tries to pick up the pieces of failed games that have been in development forever. I don't know yeah. why you would want to be that company. Yeah. Did just, you not see what happened with Duke Nukem Forever? Did you not see what happened with? Yeah, it's uh, just the other one. I forget. But so that's anyway, they, what, that's part of what you're attaching your name to. It's just like right. Yeah, I, I think it. It maybe they were. I'm sure that those games probably had, uh, had they had large plans for that stuff, but um, yeah, not, stuff that's not Borderlands for them has not really panned out, and unfortunately now uh, I'm sure it's resulting in a lot of uh, broken relationships as Gearbox uh, Gearbox is apparently they're being sued for 
uh, over $2 million in unpaid royalties and fees related to Duke Nukem Forever. So that's a um, fucking shit game, by the way. Yeah. Well, shit it's, game. It's got to feel terrible. It's got to be terrible when not only was the game not good, but then you don't get the royalties and fees you were supposed <laughs> to get with that game either. So um, that's just, I mean, just bad news all around, really. Um, the last thing that I added in here real quick was uh, Saints Row the Third is about to get a. Um, it's not apparently it's a sen- like essentially almost a full SDK. Uh, they're going to release Volition is going to release Volition Studios, not not my handle Volition. Uh, Damn. Are going to release uh, a bunch of stuff for the modding community for Saints Row the Third, and apparently it's kind of a test run at mod tools for uh, Saints Row 4. So I just wanted to highlight that because we... It's a fantastic idea. It really is. Of all the game series that need mod tools. It it seems... I mean, I think it seems like a perfect fit. And for as much as we harp on games like Battlefield that that renounce mod support, um, I think it's awesome to see that, you know, some, some games still get it and, like, really do understand the value of putting the game into your community's hands. So... Awesome to see that. Hopefully, Saints Row 4 has some mod tools, and I'm sure there will be uh, some ridiculous stuff that, will be that comes out incredible. of that. Voltron. Studios. So we can say the N word for two, for the next two minutes. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that works, but I don't think it is. Uh, just to be safe, I'm gonna I'm gonna compromise and just type it in the chat a lot. Here I okay. go. Okay. I like. Backed out. I lost my back. I like button. how Skype allows you to be logged on from two different locations. So Dan is now commandeering this Skype account. What? That's real cool. He's trying to bogart our podcast, bro. Nice, dude. Oh no, that's <laughs> never mind. That that was all right. We're just not going to talk about that. <laughs> I have some good Twitter questions. I put we have some E3 questions, which uh, which should be you good. You might have actually already answered that one. Well, <laughs> which one? If just just cross it out if we already answered it. Did we really answer that? Uh, no, I don't think we answered that. That's a little more general. Okay. We can go through some of those quickly. <clears throat> I feel like there's so many games at E3. It's like some of the games on this list I hadn't, I had just heard the name in passing, but I yeah. had to go look up news articles. It's like I didn't even really hear, I don't know what this is about. It's not enough time to check everything out, no, especially when the show floor is only open for like six hours a day. Like you, you, unless, yeah. you have, unless you have a media pass, even the lines aren't as bad as packs, but you're, for a good game, you're waiting at least an hour. And so that's like six games if you don't want to eat or <laughs> yeah. pee. Yeah, pretty much. That's I mean, and especially with I mean new console generation, there's just a ton of fucking games. Yeah, I just feel like a ton of stuff came out of the woodwork because people are finally ready to talk about their new get you know, the new games that are gonna be yeah. on Xbox One and PS4 now that, that stuff's out yeah. of the bag. And last nope. gen is getting is still getting a little bit of love too, and I think I think the 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 two big guys Sony and Microsoft really 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 don't want to pull a Nintendo and just release a console that has absolutely no games. I just realized yeah. Grand Theft Auto was not there. Wow, 
Oh yeah, you're That's right. A good point. It was oh. not. Rockstar was not there in any sort of presence. They don't. Yeah, they were. I mean, Rockstar, Rockstar had people there. They just weren't there with any games. Yeah, that's. Kind I of, don't really give a fuck. About that's kind of odd for a, for a game. I actually, talked. I talked away. to a guy from Rockstar for a while. He's a cool guy. But Rockstar is one of those people who just they they don't have to be anywhere, particularly yeah. because it's GTA. They just don't have to tell you anything because you're going to buy that, and they can have uh, that outlook because it's uh, true. You're going yeah. to buy that. If it weren't for a new console generation. GTA 5 would be out next year. They would just take, keep taking yeah. more time. That. Just, yeah, yeah. They're one of those people who just like, we'll take as much time as we want on our game. <laughs> if Firefall wasn't there, we all won. From the <laughs> chat. Was it wasn't there? there? No, nope. it was they, not there. They were just deafen everybody with their giant jet engine in the lobby. Twitch stole the Firefall <laughs> carpet. The carpet at Twitch was amazing. That's true. That's true. We did. It was good car- great carpet at our booth. Firefall is going into open beta soon. I don't know that anyone cares anymore. Great. But. Nope. Yeah, that would have been great to know two years ago. All right. Well, anyway, moving on to the Twitter questions here. And now it's time for Twitter questions with the KB Mod Podcast. Uh, first one from TF Simon Lowell's. If there was a gaming Mount Rushmore, who would appear on it and why? And they can be characters, like game characters or industry personalities. Four week Gabe would be Gabe would be all five faces. Four. <laughs> he would there would be there would be five faces. There would be an extra face. There would be an extra face because it's Gabe. And everybody's already picturing the picture that they would use as the model for that in Gabe of Gabe Newell. It you would, know exactly the one. No, oh, I know which one. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. which one you're talking about. Yeah, everybody everybody always uses the same one. Well, I, I think um, I think it would be if like the answer honestly. It would be Gabe, uh, Mario. I, don't, I feel like it would be weird to mix like humans and game characters, like actual people and Mario game characters. Mario and Yoshi would have to be there. <laughs> they would, they would both have to thing, be there. Just put Miyamoto there. He could shoot. The entire Pikachu Mario would have to be there. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Mount Rushmore makes more sense when we're talking about actual people who have influenced yeah. gaming rather than so mixing games. characters. Newell, Miyamoto, um, Phil Fish, Carmack, and then Iris Varch. And Harris Bard, yeah. <laughs> Ken Cooter, Cooterago would be on there. Am I on my not much more? <laughs> and PewDiePie. Ridge Racer. Alex's would just be four Ken Levines. Yeah. Kojima's not a bad suggestion. Jared Garrison. Jared Garrison's got to be on there. And Harris Bort. We are. I'm looking. Garrison had a stellar promo on the PlayStation uh, press conference. Did you see him? I didn't know. They had their they had their indie game segment and then not indie game but like face face to face with developers and Garrison had a promo. He was on there. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah, he's he's big time now. I saw a uh, interview or not an interview but like a little quip from him in a Game Informer. I was like, oh, making it big on the shitty magazine. Yep, two weeks I've forgotten who we are. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Garrison will be one face and his beard will be a second face. <laughs> <laughs> he takes up two spots. <laughs> He's just sideways. I uh, like that. I don't know. I, I would say Gabe Newell for me. Gabe Newell, Carmack. I think you probably have to put Miyamoto there. Uh, I don't know. The, I mean, the fourth could be a number of people, but like for me personally, I feel like those three are those three would be the most influential. I feel like I'm missing somebody big. I, I'm with you on those three, I, I, but I definitely feel like I'm missing somebody. I can't think of who it is. Kojima's not a bad suggestion, but I don't really know. He's kind of like 
as like as influential as he is in the grand scheme of things, he's and I mean, like, he's not even influential. He makes good games. He's not influential because nobody else can copy his shit. He's just crazy. Demonio. That's who you're missing. <laughs> God no. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He would promise that his entry on Mount Rushmore would do all these amazing things, and then it would just be stone. Yeah, he would be like, oh, my God, dude, my my head on Mount Rushmore is going to have, like, rockets coming out of it and shit. There's going to be fireworks and sparklers on it 24-7, and then it's going to be made out of styrofoam, but it's still going to be kind of cool. Yep. I think the fourth one, I don't know, put Woody's Gamer Tag in there or something. Dunkus's bicep. <laughs> A single bicep from Dunkus. <laughs> Wings of Redemption's. Wings of Redemption's gut. Yep. Just the, the smoothest, hairiest rock of all time. <laughs> all right, next. Next we have uh, from from Itchy Poner. Uh, which console lol exclusive announced at E3 would you most like to have on the PC? And the reason I added this question was part, partially to say that I don't – I think that exclusives are at least as far as like is it coming to PC or not, I think those are going to be going away. Because even I think Destiny Destiny was originally announced as Xbox exclusive, right? But then now they're saying that it's gonna come to PC. So it's like I feel like at this point exclusive is only is only going to mean something when you're talking about Xbox versus PS4. I think that it's gonna be assumed that when someone says it's like exclusive to a certain console, that that doesn't mean it's not also gonna come to like PC, iOS, Android. I don't think those are included in like exclusive. In, Games in are term. too expensive to make to not put on PC, especially since everything is on x86. If everything is on x86, you have really no excuse not to put it everywhere. Yep. Yeah, there's I mean, no the reason that it. comes out of this this console generation is the number of PC games that we get. Yep. So to answer your question, Mario 3D Land. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Or Smash want- Brothers. I want mods. Well, Smash Brothers, no, because you can't play that without a controller, really. But then again, you wouldn't have to buy a Wii U. Yeah. All the games. Or $350 Wii U. If you play Smash Brothers with an Xbox controller, I'll fucking kill you. If all the games. <laughs> At all the games that are announced, that are officially announced for PlayStation 3, I'd pro- 4 is probably the infamous game, Infamous Second Son. And yeah. Xbox One, if it doesn't become multi-platform, which it will eventually. Well, no, it's already on there. It's just not on PS4. Never mind. Uh, I was going to say Titanfall, but Uh, yeah, it's like I'm trying to find something that is that has that we don't think is already coming to PC. I guess I'll say the Division because the trailer, the gameplay trailer looks neat, and it hasn't officially been announced for PC. So we'll pretend it's exclusive to consoles right now. I think I think they actually showed Last of Us at E3 like briefly because everybody because it was already coming out or whatever. So I could just return this and download it on Steam. I'd be Let's good with hope that. so. Anything else? Anything else now? Okay. All right. Uh, next, there are two. I don't know. We have a few other E3 questions. Uh, Let's see. The other, the other Miles is asks, "What was your biggest WTF moment of E3? Can be watching us from watching a stream, or in person." And uh, I'll just my my, I think my answer would have to be 
like that three-minute segment of the PS4 conference where they just dropped bomb after bomb. Yeah, yeah, where they were just shooting yeah. all over Microsoft. That was the biggest, like, wow, they just, they don't even care. They're just going to do it. They continued off with, uh, did you see that used game 20-second video that they made? Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that, was, uh, that was, I like that. As, as kind of dumb as it was, I think that's the kind of stuff that, it's pretty it, like it, do, it does endear you to your audience to be like, here's this really dumb video we made to illustrate just yeah. how simple we're, like the concept is that we're arguing over. <laughs> it's, it's very rare to see professional companies take shots at each other in that public a forum. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think a lot of people appreciated. And that the fact that it wasn't super disrespectful, it was just like more jabbing fun They're at just them. not taking themselves too seriously, which, right. which I thought was nice. And exactly. they got like that three minute clip. I mean, there is so much thunderous, raucous applause for each of those announcements that you typically don't see that kind of thing from an E3 audience. It's usually pretty subdued. Yeah. There's some, some standard uh, clapping. But I mean, people were going nuts at all of those announcements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know what, for me, and I, I'm also going to combine this with the next question, which is what is the best thing about E3? Combined with, uh, this is both my answer to that and biggest what the fuck moment, Peggle 2 guy, definitely. <laughs> Peggle 2 guy was so cringeworthy. I love him. He was so I, excited, man. I want one. I want a pet Peggle 2 guy. He just comes into your room, and Peggle 2, wham, yeah, and runs out. Hey, it's feeding time, buddy. Who wants to eat? Peggle 2! Ah. He was just so <laughs> excited about a fucking game that was best known as a WoW add-on. <laughs> what a guy. What What a pro. So a let's... fantastic game. Move into the next question then from VTAC. What was the best thing about E3? Uh, I say 1080p Oculus Rift. The fact that they had yeah. a working prototype, that's the best thing that came out of it for me. We fit trainer. People didn't smell. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really good too. It's not, I've been to PAX Prime and PAX East. And open forums, although there were people who were obviously not media there and just public people who just shelled out $1,000. But if, they, if you shell $1,000 for a ticket, it most likely you bathe on a regular yeah. basis. So it, You could probably yeah. afford soap. Yeah. yeah Jessica think... Negri's chest. <laughs> Says Always my in the chat. I think y'all think I'm kidding about Wii Fit Trainer. Not. No, he's genuinely that excited. Seriously the best. New Super Smash Brothers. It's you're done. You're done. I uh, I do partially agree with the smell. Uh, it's definitely people. I think I think a higher percentage of people shower before the show than you typically see at, at something like PAX. Uh, but the best thing for me, having been my first E3 uh, that I attended in person, was just the just the ridiculous booths. Like PAX has PAX has some crazy booths, but E3, you're talking multi multi million dollar booths, and just it amazes me that that companies like shell out that kind of money just for a three day show. And I mean, I get it that's important, but that was the thing that I was really like I thought was the most awesome part was just going in and seeing all these crazy custom booths showing off games, and it just kind of it kind of reinvigorates you for like, wow, there are a ton of people interested in the thing that I am also interested in. People at Machinima aren't getting Christmas bonuses this year for the amount that they spent on their booth. <laughs> it's just it's not happening. And their party, 
It was oh. their booth was really nice. I have to admit. They're I rolling usually... in that cinnamon toast crunch money. Yeah, that's true. And Nick Benton is rolling in that cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> I think he's like, I finally made it in the big time. He's like throwing it on top of himself. <laughs> the fucking sweet party sponsor. Like that's it a legit really sponsor. It really is. I would be like diving into piles of cinnamon toast crunch and be like one of those spiders that buries themselves in the sand. Every gaming party that is not sponsored by a cereal is missing an opportunity. Yes. <laughs> you know, that one that everybody's just like about that's sponsored by Kicks. Everybody's like, mm. next Twitch party. I would like to be sponsored Frosted by Rice Krispie Treats cereal. Cookie Crisp. Cookie, Cookie crisp? crisp. There you that's go. That's a good one. Definitely. Next, we have uh, from at X Schnitzel. What is your most anticipated original game from E3? The Division. Probably Watch Dogs still. Watch Dogs. Division for me. Yeah. I'll say Titanfall. I mean, I thought that King, gameplay. King Fortress 2. <laughs> the gameplay from Titanfall looked great. I hope. I hope that it's. I hope that it lives up to that. So okay, there were a lot of good new IPs announced. I mean, a lot. It is a shitload of sequels, but. And it's also hard to say because I mean, I I can't really say something like Witcher Three because that's going to be at E3 again next year. Yeah. So. Well, it's not. It's not an original. I think when he said original, I think he meant like not a. True. Sequel. True. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying like there were other games like that where they were shown. But yeah, yeah. Witcher Three would not qualify for this question. But it's like games that games that are a long way off. I I don't really even know that I can say they're most anticipated. I have that's, to see well, gameplay for it to be most anticipated. That's what I feel about the division. I'm super excited for that if it ends up being what they're promising. But you know, games often are not. So. Yeah. Next, uh, underscore Saley asks, if you had to pick one food to become a person, which would it be and why? Pastrami, because I could eat the person because it's delicious. <laughs> I fucking love pastrami. Pastrami's pretty goddamn legit. I would pick hot dogs because they would be like slender and sexy, but just horrible people on the inside. <laughs> so you mean 80% of the population? So most women. Well done. <laughs> Hey, that's implying say, that most women are sexy. I've seen some uggos in my time. I would, I would almost, I want to extend on that and say corn dogs because it's like they're they're terrible on the inside, but they have a ton of makeup on. Like they look amazing. You, but they, you they, they look clean and ass. smooth and sleek and you want to you want to like. be with them. But once like once you're on the inside, you're like, why did I do this? <laughs> once you're on the inside. <laughs> Corn dogs right. at Disneyland are fantastic, by the way. They're like yeah. bucks, but they are delicious. Oh, God. Uh, I'll pay $10 for a corn dog. How about, the, too. how about the walking abomination of a human being that would be a Cool Ranch Dorito taco from Taco Bell? <laughs> that is the, yep. That would be beautiful. That would be like, that would be like a, a schizophrenic, like a paranoid schizophrenic Who's who is not on their medication? Who is very vocal about their hallucination and is wearing a coat just completely covered with rhinestones? That's what that person would be. So I pick that. That's why I would uh, I would pick a deep fried Twinkie because I'm pretty sure it would just be Jordy. <laughs> just Jordy would pop out of the fryer at the end like bam. <laughs> I got to commentate on cod. I'm, I'm thinking. Back. I'm thinking. Just due to shape, I'm thinking more like a deep fried uh, Oreo. You guys are really mean people. Just like bad, shitty human beings. Yep. Just terrible, terrible human beings. I'd be a Twinkie just because that's basically what I am. I'm so whitewashed. 
<laughs> You're so white on the inside. Yeah. <sighs> I was gonna say because people just like to fill you up with white, but that was a <laughs> that true. That true. That's that true. That was a little lewd, so I'm not gonna say that. All right. Next, from uh, technical shiz, asking who would win in a fight. A guy with no legs and two broken arms, or a guy with no arms and two broken legs. This is extending off of the question we, we received before was, about uh, the f- fighting between a guy with, with arms, or a guy four with arms, four, four arms four versus legs. four legs. But I feel right. like, this, like, like this question is just an extremely sad <laughs> scenario. <laughs> really? we're, asking, we're asking people who have broken appendages to get <laughs> fights. I mean, I feel like. I, God I think, damn. Uh, I think broken arms wins. I think I was gonna say broken arms because have you ever seen somebody with no legs move like on the ground? They can still like kind of like wiggle around going, you know, and and then he could just beat him with his like floppy broken arms. But the guy with no legs, he's got his legs blocking his movement. Moving around for him is going to be excruciatingly painful. And then on top of that, he's really got nothing to swing. I guess he could like shimmy around on his back and then swing his broken legs, but legs are a little too heavy to swing that hard. Um, so I'm going to say arms wins. I think also I, you have I to agree. consider arms. if he has, if the guy with two broken legs, he might just have a full lower body cast, meaning he literally cannot move with the <laughs> exception of just kind of shimmying on the ground. So I'm yeah. going to go with two broken arms simply because the, like he, he could maybe do something. Okay. Let's also keep in mind that since he has the ability to sit on his stump of a torso, he is, he is in a better position to headbutt. That's true. He's also probably at crotch level. He can, yeah, he can he can probably launch easier than the guy with two broken legs. Definitely. Well, keep in mind, John, this is just such a horrible scenario in my head right now. Keep in mind, John, that the guy who with two broken legs is probably not standing up, so he's probably not at crotch level. He doesn't. He's probably in a wheelchair. You fucking run him be. over with your wheelchair. He's also probably in a cast, though, for his broken legs, as we said before. So he probably, you probably are not going to be trying to headbutt his groin. Also, can we can we take How's a step gonna... back and and even define what would winning even be? Like, what is a winning <laughs> scenario in this case? That's a better question, honestly. You know who loses in this scenario is society. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that there's a win state for this question. Yeah, that's nobody wins. You're a horrible person, technical shiz. Yeah, you're. I. You've taken us to a dark place. At Hawk Danny asks, if you could make one person listen to only one song for the rest of their life, who would it be and what song? I specifically picked this question because I already had an answer, and it's Dan, and I would make him listen to Penny on the Floor forever. I I don't know that song, and what is the significance? It's the Clarks, and Dan hates the Clarks more than I think anything else. Oh, so you're a subhuman evil son of a bitch. Yeah, I would like to see how long it would take Dan to actually physically break. Dan says in chat that you were fired. All right. So, And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed Hex's last podcast. (laughs) I don't hate anyone enough to subject him to this, but it's the small world ride at Disneyland is the worst ride I've ever done in my entire life. Halfway through, I was just like... I want to kill everyone on this boat and then kill myself right after. And it's, not, it's, this, it's the same song repeating. It's not even the entire song. It's just the same verse repeating over and over again. And the ride's yeah. like 25 minutes long. I didn't, I didn't wait like 
minutes. And like, I went there the entire day. I went there in the morning, and there was like a huge line for it. I'm like, man, I can't wait in this line. Then I went at night. It was like probably right before the park closed. And if I would have actually waited that two to three hour line to get on this thing, I would have just hated myself forever. It's just yeah. like it's one of those rides because it was there when Disneyland started, so you kind of have to go to get the full experience of Disneyland. But I just wanted to like step off the boat and punch one of those little mannequins in the face. <laughs> it's just so bad. Uh, yeah, th- there's no way to approach this. There's no like, there's no one song. There's no way to approach this question as a like as something you could do to reward somebody you have to be malicious in this because nobody would ever want to listen to one song over and over and over right i mean you, you, no matter I would, how I would listen you are, to one like one abgt podcast or something that's still technically one mp3 but not a song there you go getting it is one long question. song it's all one song if it, it's it's a song if there is no break in the mp3 it is a song and i would do that get fucked it's right, not well, to music. Pu- to punish John for trying to skirt the question, I would yep. make John listen to uh, Nickelback's photograph, but not the entire song, just the two-second uh, cut <laughs> yeah, that says, whole... look at this <laughs> photograph. That is the part that would play you over and over. sick fucker. That's just yeah. cruel. He would be dead in a week, if even that long. Good. That means I could take his job. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Mine. All right, last question of the night uh, from Cloakwork. Still, still trying to remember that that's K9 under a new alias. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. He asks, since it's Father's Day, who is your father and what does he do? Who is your daddy? What does he do? Are we actually know. answering this question? No, I don't have an answer. My, father, my father is dad and he sleeps in a grave because he's dead. <laughs> that's who my dad is. Thanks for asking, though. Yeah, douchebag. Fucking <laughs> asshole! Shit! Wow, oh, that took a dark turn. <laughs> and that seems All like right, a well, good so way to end the Everyone else. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. My dad's a really fucking cool guy. He helps me out with a lot of stuff. His name's Al. I don't know. That's a good yeah, dad. You don't even have a dad. He's. Thanks, Hex. I was totally gonna pull one over on these on these plebs, nope, but not gonna let you lie, dude. Uh, Everyone think you have a dad. <laughs> I'm fine. I got called out in my elaborate ruse. We you all know that you're the second coming of the Lord. We're just waiting for your powers to manifest. <laughs> Obviously. I thought it was going to happen on my 21st birthday, but... All right. Well, that's uh, that's it. Almost at two hours for this podcast. Another zany Katie Mod podcast. Pretty zany considering we're, uh, we were down a few people, but thank you, everyone, for coming out. Thank you, uh, Nick... Tetra Ninja, don't I don't I'm not gonna thank Blacklight for coming out. Oh, fuck you. Uh, but thank you, Nick, uh, for for coming out and joining us tonight, and thank you to all the viewers um. and listeners. Uh, as always, you can check us out on the social media: Facebook.com/kbmod, Twitter at kbmodgaming. If you're watching live, I'm sure they'll post all the links in the chat. Uh, on the Skype call here, I think these are all of our Twitter handles, and. Um, if you enjoy, uh, if you if you listen to the audio version of this, give us a rating on iTunes uh, because that's great stuff. We still we do have uh, a lot of love for the audio listeners, even though we do stream this live on our Twitch channel every Sunday night at uh, at ten Eastern, nine Eastern, ten Eastern. Um, all right, guys, we will catch you later. I think I don't know if there will be a post show. Dan might want to do something. Uh, I've got some things to take care of. 
but thanks for coming out. We'll see you later.